welcome to day 31 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. And it's hard to uh, find ourselves in the middle of any greater drama than the family drama that's taking place in, a, in Isaac's home. That's two twins who've contended with each other uh, from birth uh, already. Uh, you know, Jacob has uh, kind of manipulated Esau out of his birthright. There is a promise from God that uh, Jacob would be uh, the one who received the blessing. And Jacob kind of runs ahead of God in order to manipulate circumstances to gain the blessing, and Esau easily gives up the blessing. And we realize that neither one of them have the character in keeping with the God who has, has called them and, 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 and will bless them. And if we thought, you know, that uh, uh, that was bad enough, now we move into a, a later phase in their life where uh, Jacob, along with Rebekah, not only takes the birthright, but takes the final blessing and leaves Esau, you know, completely, you know, destitute apart from a blessing. In, in the interim time, we have seen, um, you know, between these chapters, we've seen Isaac, you know, committing the same mistake that his, uh, you know, father made before him, not trusting God's protect, you know, protection, compromising his wife, and uh, God, in spite of that, preserving the family. So we come to chapter 27. I'm going to start in verse 34. It gives us a little bit of uh, context, uh, but we're going to read about this tragic uh, tragic moment in the life of Esau when finally he realizes that he has forfeited everything and lost everything. For we had do this as always, we realize we read Scripture, uh, not just for the drama involved in Scripture, which is, is, is grand, not just for the literary elegance, which is also uh, amazing, not just for the moral uh, lessons that we learn, which, you know, uh, really we, we set aside in order to, to know the even more grand beauty of the character of our God. And so as we read it, we read it to know him, to be formed by him, and to have our affections stirred for him so that we serve him more fully with our lives. So before we read, let's uh, offer this moment to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of your word. We thank you that it's in it you've revealed your heart and character. It is breathed out by your spirit, and you have given us the gift of the Holy Spirit for those of us who are in you to make it real and alive to us to take from the things that are yours and to make them ours and to continue the work in us that you began when we uh, received Christ Jesus as Lord. So we thank you, Father, for what you are doing through your word in us today. And may we uh, be available to you in heart and character uh, to respond to your word the way that you would have us respond. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. So let me read a couple of verses from chapter 26, and we'll jump into our reading today in chapter 27. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Bedri the Hittite, and also Bethmath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare for me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, 
overheard your father saying to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you to do. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. And then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So he went in and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food, just the way his father liked it. And then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread that she had made. He went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered, Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game, so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? Lord, your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son, Esau, he asked? I am, he replied. Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he gave some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the heaven's dew and the earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. And then he said to them, My father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I'm your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came in and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud, bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I've made him lord over you, and have made all of his relatives, all of his relatives, his servants, and I've sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, "Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father." And then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, "Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of the heavens above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from your neck." Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. 
He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near, and then I will kill my brother Jacob. Rebecca was told that her older son Esau had said, She sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living with these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. <clears throat> you hate this story every step of the way. Not only do you have Jacob involved, you know, as his name implies, in tripping up uh, Esau uh, or deceiving Esau, he's deceiving, uh, you know, his his father Isaac, and he is also you have Rebecca entering into the deceit with him. So from beginning to end, uh, you you see both Rebecca and uh, you know uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, manipulating, you know, circumstances in order to get what, you know, the Lord has already promised them or has already been prophesied that, you know, they'll, they'll receive. And so you see greater, you know, the consequences of the fall and family dysfunction, a brother turned against brother and a husband turned against wife and at odds with each other. And you see, you know, the ugliness of of people who were created to, to love, support one another, to complement each other, to build each other up, especially in the confines of a, a family uh, at odds with each other and destructive, and yet God is still working in and through this to accomplish His, his, his purposes. And a, certainly a reminder of how deeply God can enter the mess that we find ourselves in and cause all things, as you know, Paul would say, to work together for good for those who loved Him those who are called according to his purposes, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's accomplishing his mm-hmm. purposes through all of this. So what are some of the things, you know, that step out in this episode? You know, initially, um, and, and you said it, you know, that they'd already received the promise that the younger would, you know, the older would serve the younger, and Rebecca had that that promise. I mean, she was the one who went and inquired of the Lord, what's going on? you know, in my womb, and, and the Lord says, you have twins, yeah. and, you know, the the um, older will sub- serve the younger, and, and yet she's also the one who initiates this deception and this moment of deceit. And, and so I just wonder, I mean, what would this story have looked like, you know, if it unfolded in, in God's way and in God's timing, and, in, you know, and according to maybe, and, and maybe this is it, but, you know, I mean, if she would have waited in patience for the Lord to fulfill his promise. Um, but instead, what we see is, is we see a deceitful, um, a deceitful mother, a deceitful son, and, and yet at the same time we're, we're continuing to. And we've seen this contrast where they were a source of grief, grief to Isaac and Rebecca. Esau again, just kind of this earthy guy, does whatever he wants, impatient, you know, gets two wives. They're a source of grief. On the other hand, you know, Jacob's a deceiver, and and you're just wondering. No, this, this is, is it. This, this is, is our, <laughs> And from beginning, you have you know you have favorites. You know, mom has her favorite, dad has his favorite. Yeah. It's, it's a, almost every family dysfunction you can find, you know, is present here. Mom and dad are not talking to each other. They're not you know agreeing with God on His purposes for their family. They each have their own purposes, and not only their own purposes in mind, but their own means of achieving those purposes. And you know, none of us are, are really godly. So I'm not sure what the biggest lie in the entire one is. The one that's most upsetting to me is 
uh, for them to cook two young goats and say, here's some wild game. <laughs> you never do that. You never deceive someone about what you're actually serving them you know, to eat. I think it's one kind of meat and then giving them another. That, that uh, in and of itself should forfeit all blessing. You know, well, God. And they keep saying like, what, six or seven times in this chapter, like the tasty meal, you know, that the tasty food go prepare the, the yep. tasty meal. Um, I see. Poor Isaac, he cannot see. Yeah, he just has he can like, taste. barely hear. He can barely <laughs> can taste. taste. Just a little bit of cayenne pepper and we, yeah. we've got We're him done. exactly where we want him. Put this fur on your neck. Uh, and, yeah. Mm. We see a little... And how hairy was Esau that 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 the goat skin? That a goat skin? Uh, we already know that when he was yeah, born, he was, he was like a hairy, a hairy garment. <laughs> yeah, but that is yeah, that that's just pretty hairy. It's very hairy. Yeah, I like uh, you know as Jacob and Rebecca are kind of making their plan and everything, you know, in, in verse eleven and and twelve, and even in verse thirteen, you know, Jacob's super concerned. Like you know, as we said, he, Esau's a hairy man. I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him. And would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. And then, you know, his mom says, "What the curse fall on me?" I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on there. But when we move forward in the history of redemption, when we see so much of of the gospel, even in this little exchange here, that you know, Jacob does actually deserve the curse for what he's done, but he does get the blessing totally undeserved. Yeah. And even Rebecca saying, "Well, don't worry about that. The curse will fall on me." And so even in that, we get to see some little glimpses of, of Christ and right. the one that the curse yeah, does fall on, and we are the ones who, deserving the curse, get the blessing. And the curse has um, fallen on him. Yeah. Kind of cool just to see how Scripture, yeah. even from way back when, is pointing yeah, to Christ. For all of our greed and all of our deceit and all of our manipulating, all of it has uh, fallen on him. It also shows just the extent of our deceit that we would, we would use the Lord as... You know, Isaac asks, "How did you find it so quickly?" My son, he <laughs> says, "Oh, the Lord your God gave me success." God card. You know, I'm oh, <laughs> not yeah. just I'm here to to gain a blessing that's not my own. That's but probably, I'm going to bring the Lord. That's probably it. a little worse than saying that this goat <laughs> is wild game. You know, that is, uh, and you know, and, and I haven't taken the time in the text, but you very well could take the time in the text and just count the number of. Uh, the number of lies and how one lie leads to another and the web becomes you know bigger and bigger and you know in the original language um you know um esau's uh you know vengeance then you know the text actually says he was uh, comforting himself with the thought of killing you mm -hmm. know jacob in other words the fantasy of oh he's gonna get his mm -hmm. and, and that you know in and of itself was a source of comfort mm -hmm. and rather than finding his you know comfort in, in the lord so many you know so many of the little things that we do you know our fantasies of revenge our manipulating of circumstances our uh you know our greed all of it you know, just comes out what kind of stood up to me too was just the fact that um god was not personal here that uh, a i mean that isaac would, I mean that Jacob would say the Lord your God it was not the Lord my God the Lord I mean and I it, it's going it to be a long any. time before he's the Lord my God right and then know, for Jacob and then even the fact that um, Rebecca would call you know very casually a curse onto herself I mean there was just not just really a very um no I don't really feel like this family knew God or was walking with God so I assume so there was maybe a failure um, on um, 
Isaac or just anyway it just seemed like we were kind of void of really knowing God here but really blessings were a big deal I don't know if this was a cultural thing but the blessing was such a big deal no and it is I mean obviously you know we're going back you know to Abraham where the blessing you know given Abraham is is a big deal and who would receive that blessing you know is a big deal but there seems to be a lot attached to the father's blessing which mm-hmm. which of course there 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 always there always is you know the what a father speaks over his child is mm-hmm. you know is is is, is very important mm-hmm. we also see that genesis 12 you know that i will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you inside the mm-hmm. you know the yeah. blessing yeah. may those who curse mm-hmm. you be cursed and those you bless yeah. be blessed and um I think we're also seeing a little bit too of just that that kind of family line of of um of deceit that mm-hmm. yeah Abraham was a man who twice you know was deceitful regarding mm-hmm. um who his wife was and and again you're just kind of watching that play out as it trickles down and Jacob's going to be deceived soon mm-hmm. as well and it's going to I mean we're watching that turmoil and uh, we've gone well over time on this and there's so much more in this Dave why don't you close this word of prayer yeah, no, let's pray. Father, we, um, as we look to your scripture, we see so much dysfunction, so much disunity. Um, we see even Rebecca upset at people from, from other nations. And so we, we, we see all of this and we mourn and we grieve, but we don't grieve as those who don't have hope. We, we have this great hope that you, um, through dysfunctional people, we get to Christ who is going to come and restore and unite um, all things and all people. And so we thank you for the great hope of Christ and how he is a great comfort in in difficult days. And we thank you so much that he was um, the one who took the curse on himself and in that we who deserve the curse have, have received the blessing. And so we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your wonderful plan of redemption. And we thank you um, for the for your word and help it to renew and restore our hearts' affections for Christ. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Mm-hmm.